911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined today by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm excellent. In today's episode, let me try that again. In today's episode, I thought we could have a little bit of fun, and this one is called Neener Neener, I Am Better Than You. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. And the reason that this episode came up for me was because I was thinking about the... Why are you laughing? (laughs) Because I think I already know where this is going. Okay, where do you think this is going? Well, I I don't want to ruin the surprise. Well, it might not be, so let's hear it. (laughs) Well, I know there is someone in our Facebook group that wants to be right, and then you guys are like brother (laughs) and sister and always go back and forth. No, 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 no. No? Not what this one's about. Way off. Completely (laughs) off. But great guess. Instead, this episode is because I was thinking about people promoting within their ranks, working as a first responder or armed service member. And the level of, I, w- I want to say persuaded or assumed, yeah, we'll say assumed authority that seems to naturally be taken on by the spouse. And so what I mean by that is I've seen people promote in their respective careers. And then I have seen the way that the spouses seem to take on that sort of beating of the chest a great deal more than their spouse who actually promoted even does. <laughs> it's, it's so absolutely true. I see that all the time. And I hear stories of people's wives or husbands like, well, my my husband's a detective. Well, my husband's a sergeant. And then it's just like they create their own hierarchy within mm-hmm. their social circles. Yeah, it's, like it's, the breakfast club dynamics seem to change and your your elevation and status seems to become greater depending on the, the promotion level of your spouse, which I think is absurd. And I think from being in some of these police wife groups in, in specific, it's crazy to me to see the type of vocal elements that exist. And I'm going to just use women because for the most part, the dynamics are the first responder armed service members, a male, and that's not always the case, but I'll generalize it as such for the sake of this conversation and the things that they post and the things that they say, I, I just like, I close it shaking my head because I couldn't imagine, first of all, putting you on blast in that way or creating this dynamic of vulnerability for our family and our home in that way. And I don't know if it has to do a lot with the fact that many agencies in comparison to yours, they're a lot lower level in crime and statistics and just the level of activity. So maybe maybe it's naive and that they don't know any better, but it blows my mind to see the way that they're not only so open and vocal about my husband did this and you know they're they're bragging about this high this high level situation well what they think is a high level situation and I'm like you shouldn't be posting that shit online number one and number two does he know that you're saying that shit because this is a closed a closed group for females only you know and I think a lot of the times and it's great to have a place to to be able to vent and vocalize but it, it isn't that instead it's these females thinking that they're going to be of higher status or, you know, and they get a lot of engagement, like the more shock value that it has, the higher the engagement that I see on these these types of posts. You know, it's really kind of sad, in my opinion, because it, they don't have an outlet for themselves to 
or they don't have something for themselves to show their own achievements or what they're doing. And, and they're utilizing their husband's promotion or whatever else it may be to kind of ride the curtails of it. And what's so sad about it is they put so much of their intention on their spouse compared to finding something for themselves to further themselves. I wonder, why do you think that is? I, I, I think it's just a, maybe they're, and, and I'm just generalizing in so many ways, is they're, they're a stay-at-home parent and they don't go out much or, or that that is their primary focus in life. And to those of you who stay at home and, and take care of the family, like that's great. That's, that is an achievement within itself. But they feel their own personal self-worth is not at the standard of other people. So they see other people putting out, oh, look what I accomplished today at work or what I accomplished in what you fill in the blank. I think the detriment in that is the fact that the validation comes from comparing yourself to everything external and it is. It's it's a very sad space to be in because that creates such a, a doom when it comes to self-confidence and not being able to identify your own self-worth because you're comparing it to all of these factors that are external. And that could even include being married to your spouse and your spouse's achievements at work. But I think there are so many things, especially for these stay-at-home moms. Like I I couldn't do it, you know, and you know, we've talked about that for for years, how it is something that I couldn't imagine taking care of another life, especially people who have multiple children. And so I think that's where the shift should take place is not having that comparison to validate yourself through something external when really it has nothing to do with you. Like if if you're a spouse, like Clint, I do everything I can to support you. Like we have these candid and in-depth conversations when it comes to promotion opportunities or like additional elements of growth, but it's it's a one-up that you have because most people don't have the type of dynamics that you have to come home to every day. But when it comes to, when it comes to understanding that whatever you do, even as my, my husband, or as you're listening to this, anything that your spouse does, like, that's not you. Like you don't get to kudos over that. Like, yeah, it's great. And it's a beautiful thing if you help to support that, but you didn't do that and stop bragging about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that might, that might offend some people, but I see it constantly where it is, it is like this sort of bragging, right? It's to where like, you're not wearing the additional patches on your uniform. Like stop talking about it. Like it's you. Yeah. And I think these are the typically the same people who are also making those posts. Well, my husband's 30 minutes late and I haven't heard from him. I hope he's okay. And and we all know we've seen those posts. We've kind of experienced that where stuff happens where you don't always have the capabilities to to text or to call about that. Yeah. And another thing that we can tie into that is the aspect of what happens when the two of you are no longer, if that ever happens. Because if you are so, and it, don't get me wrong, like it's cool to be all about somebody, but to be all about somebody to the extent of like, that's your life. Like you have no life outside of that unit between the two of you. 
If something goes south or the two of you part ways for whatever reason, and of course we all think that can never happen, but guess what? It happens every single day. Then what what are you left with? And that's why, and I've been there. I've been there to where I went like all in. I was engaged to somebody to where like, he, he is my life. I don't have a life. He is my life. And I know exactly what it's like to be in that situation. And I spent a year crying every single day because I didn't know how to operate without that anymore. And I think understanding that is so important, especially as we get older and we start to realize that there's more opportunities out there for us. And it is important to have your own self-validation to where you understand how to operate as an individual unit And then come back and share that with the person that you live with, not necessarily live on that other person's day to day, because that's not you. And you have to have that individualism for yourself. You have to. Yeah. And if you don't have that for yourself, it's just going to it's that downward spiral. You'll just go deeper and deeper into it. And then when when something happens, it just turns into so much self-doubt, so much lack of self-confidence that you can cannot even get by on your own without having someone supporting you in that way. Yeah. And it's very similar. It reminds me of, and this is a, a strange contrast, but it's what's coming up for me, but having lost a parent and I mourned my mother while she was dying. Like I knew my mom was going to die. And so having that shift into perspective and, you know, watching her, her body, disintegrate over a course of nine months and having that sort of separation. I never really had that reliance with my mom. I would certainly say I've had that reliance with my dad much more than I ever did with my mom. But my dad, on the other hand, 1000% was all in. Like He didn't know how to operate without my mom. And I think the same is to be said of many couples. And I don't want this to be misconstrued. Like, I think you need to be like completely separated from your spouse, even though you're married. That's not what I mean at all. But to to know how to function as an individual, I think is one of our survival mechanisms to be able to know who you are, know how you are when you are on your own, to go and do things on your own. You know, there there have been many discussions that you and I have had over the past several years of me building that independence for myself and um, still having our unit together, but knowing how to separate from you and do simple things like going to the market by myself or, you know, doing things that I never did on my own before because I didn't realize how unhealthy of a situation I was in by being so codependent on you all of the time. And I think it's easy for us to not even realize that we're living in that type of codependency because most of us are. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's hard for like me as a husband, like I want to take care of my wife and make sure she never needs to want or or have to do these things on her own to show that support. But it's having those conversations with your spouse to say, I need to do this for me because I need to further my own independence. And it's not a bad thing. And I think people look at it as a bad thing and it really isn't. Yeah. And I mean, even simple things like driving to Costco, for example, <laughs> you know, there there are items on my list that I have personally of things that I need to do on my own, because even something, honestly, as simple as driving that very nice car that I have all the way to Costco, parking in the parking lot that I think is too busy. Like there's all of this self-doubt that comes up, like what if my car gets dinged or, you know, what if I find something and it doesn't fit in my car? Like all of these these things. But 
those are the types of feelings that we have where it starts to become uncomfortable. And when that happens, that means that there's growth that sits on the other side. And I know how simplistic fucking driving to Costco is. I I, I get that. However, it's one of those things that you and I usually go to Costco together. Mm-hmm. So by allowing myself to, those are, that's one very small example of the type of thing that I'm talking about when it comes to building on your independence within your unit, your, your marriage, your relationship. It's those types of things that I think are important for us to be comfortable doing on our own consistently. And I hope you've gotten some value out of this episode. I hope that you can really sit and think on the things that you rely on your spouse to do that maybe you, it's, it's like a muscle, right? We need to start you know, working that muscle so that we understand how to do it ourselves. And the best part about that, and Clint, I'm sure you've noticed a difference in this, is there are things now that we do together like navigating the world, for example, <laughs> I am I'm actually a little bit better at it than you are now. Mm-hmm. I used to not know, you know, my direction. I used to not even pay attention to where an entrance and exit was or my coordinates. And now I'm like, no, Clint, we go this way <laughs> because now I have that skill because before I just relied on you for it constantly. But by being able to build on that skill and knowing how to navigate those types of things on my own, it's something that actually makes it easier for the both of us now that I am accustomed to doing it. Yeah, it's it's so important to have that independence and be able to do it because then it's taking pressure off of your spouse as well because I guarantee, especially and we'll use the international travel explanation, they're just as stressed and nervous about it as you are, but they're figuring it out. So when you have two heads thinking about, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? It makes it so much flawless and easier. And then you're sharing that support with one another. Yep, absolutely. Hopefully you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.